Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Radio and the great outdoors in here with Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman. I'm Mark Cox. And, uh, happy that you're with us today. You know, I have to ask this, Bo. When's the last time you went to the Arch? Oh my, uh, pff, too long. I haven't been to the new grounds. We take it, and for, that's been how long? We take it for granted, right? I, I do. I right used here. to work in the Channel Four building, which is directly across the street, and I used to go down there and walk for exercise after my morning show. But it has. It's been a while when you got a when you got a, a gym like that right around the corner and you just kind of take it for granted, which is a shame. We're talking about national parks and the National Park Service and places uh, around the country that are popular and growing in popularity. And we've got Kathy Copper with us today, public affairs specialist with the Park Service. Kathy, welcome into the program. Good morning. Great to be with you. Yeah, it's great to have you. You know, I I, I mentioned that because we're going to talk in a little while about the most visited uh, United States parks. But before we get to that list, and I'm I I guess the Arch Grounds is going to be on there somewhere, right? Um, that we need to talk about visitation numbers overall. Were were they down last year? Just out of interest, coming out of COVID. Well. Actually, last year there were about 312 million visitors to all the national parks throughout the country. So that's a, a slight increase, about a 5% increase over the year before. And so we're beginning to approach pre-COVID numbers. Um, the, the top years for national parks were when we were celebrating our centennial, our 100th anniversary in 2016-2017. So they were the record years of about 331 million. Uh, just prior to COVID, we had about uh, 327. And so, uh, again, we're beginning to move up towards uh, that figure. It is cool to hear some of these uh, some of these facts about uh, national parks because it is a true treasure. I don't know, uh, Kathy, I don't know any other country on the planet that has a national park system like the U.S. does. And there's so many great benefits. And I believe that those numbers are going to start to increase because we saw the influx of uh, the, you know, the RV and the camping world during COVID. People wanted to get outside and get fresh air. Do you think that contributes to the building numbers? Yes, it certainly does. And just to back up for a second, I mean, the Yellowstone National Park was the world's first national park. And so the idea started in the United States. 
And as I mentioned, our park system is over 100 years old. So there are national park systems throughout the world, but um, we were the first with the idea to really open up public land for people to enjoy, not set aside for maybe a privileged view to enjoy the the beautiful landscapes. And so uh, the idea has caught on around the world, and there are great national parks uh, all over the globe. But, of course, we are very proud of the the 424 (laughs) national parks in the United States. Um, And then... Go ahead. ahead. No, please, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, And I was going to mention, when you talk about RVs, the overnight stays in national parks uh, were very similar to what they were pre-COVID. So um, although the overall number is down a little bit, the people that are actually going longer and staying overnight are about the the same as pre-COVID. So I think, like you mentioned, um, the pandemic really gave people that opportunity or incentive to get out and enjoy nature, maybe explore places they didn't know about or hadn't been before, and uh, get out and get some exercise and, and enjoy the great outdoors. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of them, Kathy. I, I just have to tell you, we, we got a camper during covid and we have now upgraded it already, um, and and we've we've we're going to go to Glacier again this year. Uh, the reason that I was of the mistaken belief that uh, attendance must have gone up during COVID is that, for example, the number of visitors allowed into the park at Glacier they started limiting that. You had to get a pass to get in to drive across the going to the Sun Road and all that. Uh, my assumption was that was because the number of visitors had increased so much they had to somehow limit access a little bit. Is that is that wrong? No, no it's just um, when we look at the overall numbers for the National Park Service, it includes a lot of historic sites, so um, buildings that you'd have to enter that were closed during COVID. Okay. So some of them are just in the stages now of reopening uh, to normal hours, and so that's why you might see that, that drop overall. But as you mentioned, right, a lot of the wide open natural areas did see increases. Um, some were closed, of course, the, the first month or two of the pandemic. Um, and then as they opened up, they did receive, uh, you know, large numbers of visitors. So, yes, many of those places where you could get outside and, and hike and enjoy the outdoors um, saw bumps in visitation during COVID. So I need you to give me a little inside baseball here. Did see, if you, see if you can shed any light on this for me. Um, my, my wife and I, are we, we have been diligent about this because we're going to Glacier in July, and we have been trying to get campsites uh, in Mini Glacier and, and a couple of the campsites, Apgar, inside of the park. And I cannot believe how competitive that is. Like, we're told that at at 9 a.m. Eastern Time or 9 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, six months out from the day you want to go, you can log on to recreation.gov and you can try to secure a campsite. And we've been... We've been beaten repeatedly in our attempts to to secure one of those sites. I I don't I don't know what the trick is, but is there a trick or is it just you got to be lucky? Well, now you know Kathy Cupper, so that might help. Well, yeah, now I now I got somebody on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're doing it right. I mean, the thing is to set up your rec.gov account so you have your passwords, you're all set to go, and so when that time frame opens up, you can start hitting and, and try to get that spot. Um, they are very popular. The park does have some first-come, first-served campsites as well or campgrounds so that uh, those that can't get reservations can, um, you know, enter the park and have the option that way. There are also other public lands around Glacier 
that you might be able to get spots at, you know, maybe a nearby national forest or other uh, state park recreation area that might have campsites available. Um, if you do obtain lodging, whether in one of the lodges in Glacier or obviously with your RV in a campsite, um, that does mean that you don't need to get the other reservation to enter the park uh, in the summer months. Yeah, you get a pass. You get, you get your pass. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Thank you. Wow. Sure. Or you're going to park it at Walmart, the, the nearest Walmart <laughs> to the National Park. Uh, it seems like it's easier to get Taylor Swift tickets than to get a spot. Um, so I, I always want to ask, you know, in every line of uh, work out there, from fast food to medical to law enforcement, everybody's having a tough time hiring. Uh, do the national parks have a tough time hiring, or is there a need there? And if so, uh, what information can we put out for our listeners that, heck, they may want to be interested in uh, applying? Sure. We encourage anybody who's interested to apply. The jobs are posted on usajobs.gov. And so if you go there, it'll list all the, the National Park Service jobs. Also, there's um, concessions, hotels, bookstores. So partners of the Park Service that also hire. So anything from, you know, driving a bus to operating a bookstore to being a waiter or waitress. So, it, you know, it's a great way to spend a summer or look for a career opportunity. So um, there are many job opportunities available uh it's always been pretty competitive to become a park ranger but certainly you know it's it's worth looking into it and applying um you know we get many people through the years who come to the park service as sort of a second career or even in retirement come or people that work in the summer that have maybe our teachers or other jobs throughout the year and then they come and and they work in the summer for the national park service yeah um i'd say that the difficulty in hiring right now in some parks is just if they're more remote um, is housing because of the influx of people now renting their homes or, or you know, people. Um, sometimes it's hard for some uh, somebody who's a seasonal to find housing because the, the rents have gone up now in nearby locations. And so we're working on that, trying to obtain more housing so that if you're able to come and work in one of the remote parks, um, you know, you'll have housing as part of the, um, the yeah. job opportunity. And, and I'll just have to say, as I mentioned, we've, we've been to Glacier twice in recent years. We're going again this year. The, the, the park service employees, that the rangers that you meet in the park, just couldn't be any nicer. And they're so patient because they must be asked the same question a thousand times a day. Uh, we'll see them along the side of the road trying to save tourists from themselves when they're watching bears. Uh, you know, they, I, they just they they you have to have a certain breed of person who wants to do that job, and they do a great job. I'll just I'll just say that. Yeah, we love it, and you know we're passionate about you know the history or the nature, and love sharing that. And so, I mean, there's nothing better than having somebody have maybe what you might call the light bulb moment or the aha when you can explain, you know, what type of tree that is or why this animal acts that way or the significance of this building. And people can, you know, see it and, and experience it through multiple senses and, and really become connected to their national park. So, I mean, that thrills, you know, all of us in the National Park Service. Kathy Cupper is our guest public affairs specialist with the National Park Service. Okay, so we have to know uh, we are based out of St. Louis, um, although the app takes our show everywhere. Uh, did St. Louis and uh, the Gateway uh, National Monument, the Arch, did it make the top 10? It did not make the top 10. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but there's about 1.6 million people a year who went to the Gateway Arch last year. 
Um, you have another National Park Service site in the state, Ozark National Scenic Riverways, that had 1.3 million. So they are definitely among the more popular national parks throughout the country. <laughs> no doubt. So let's let's go down the uh, the top ten. I have to tell you, I was shocked. Not surprised at what the number one was, but how far and away the number one was in terms of visitation numbers, Kathy. Yeah, so the most visited national park in the country is the Blue Ridge Parkway, and they had about 15.7 million visitors. Um, The third most visited is Great Smoky Mountains National Park, which is adjacent to the Blue Ridge Parkway, and they had almost 13 million so uh, when you look at parks like that that are large and the Blue Ridge Parkway is linear and they're, you know, on the East Coast where there's large population centers. So, uh, you, you know, you can see that they're perfect for whether you want to do a destination vacation and really spend a week, you know, in nature or if you just have an afternoon or a weekend and you want to get away and experience the outdoors. So you'll see most of the most visited national parks are kind of that idea they're near large population centers and um have large outdoor spaces yeah and so so run down the rest then after that because the drop-off is pretty significant zion was what number two on that list or three um well so yes when you look at national parks so um in the national park service we have 424 what we call national parks small and small piece so they include recreation areas, parkways, seashores, lakeshores. Out of the 424, there are 63 designated as national parks. And so um, the most visited of the national parks is uh, Great Smoky Mountains. And then after that, you have the Grand Canyon and then Zion. Oh, wow. And and the drop-off is 15 million. And then the next one is in the 5 million range, right? <laughs> yes, when you're looking at the national parks. So um, for instance, Great Smoky Mountains is 13 million, and then Grand Canyon is 4.7 million. Wow! And then, uh, what? Just hit the rest of the top ten for us. Do you have them in front of you? Uh, well, so then you have Zion, uh, Rocky Mountain, Acadia in Maine, Yosemite, um, Yellowstone, Joshua Tree, oh, yeah. uh, Cuyahoga Valley in Ohio, Glacier. There you go. Glacier yeah. is uh, number 31 overall, but you know, up in the top 10 for national park sites. Yeah, don't, uh, Grand Teton and, and Hot Springs, Olympic, and on and on. Don't tell those of us who are trying to get reservations that it's number 31, because it seems like number one <laughs> to me. I, I, I'm just saying. Uh, Kathy Ooh. Cupper, listen, uh, thank you so much uh, for your time. Is is there is there a good website you direct people to for more information on uh, the national parks and, and how, to, how to explore them? Yes, for sure. Visit nps.gov. That's the, and it will have details about every national park. We always say start your visit to a national park at nps.gov, and we also have the NPS app, uh, which can help guide you and tell you everything you want to know, things to do, things to see. If you need a reservation, uh, you know, help you plan that great, enjoyable, safe visit to a national yeah, park. I'm calling Kathy Cupper. I don't know about everybody else, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Kathy, do you, do you happen to have a website for Taylor Swift tickets? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Keep up the great work. You explained it really well. We really appreciate you joining us on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thanks for having us. Take care. All right. right. Thank you. Good luck with record-breaking numbers. Man, it's going to be crazy. People are just coming out of hibernation. All right. It seems like President Biden is seeking more gun background checks. 
with a new executive action? What? We're going to talk about that coming up next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Stay right there. talk.com We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 